Well, we're back in the book of um, Proverbs this morning, and so uh, if you could, let's turn to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 6, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask the Lord to bless His Word to us and to make it come alive in us. So, let's pray together. Lord, our Heavenly Father, thank You that we can come and sing Your praises together as a church. Thank You that we can come and sing these truths which speak out about how good You are and who You are and how You've had that major influence in our lives. You've changed our lives around completely and You give us hope when all around us is hopelessness. Lord, thank You for the hope we have in Jesus Christ. And Lord, as we come to this all in important topic today of listening to your word, of obeying it, of trusting you. Lord, help that to translate into reality in the way that we do obey you, in the way that we do trust you and look to you for guidance. So Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that we don't have to debate whether it is to be trusted, but that we can just trust your word because you've given your breathed out word to us. We give you praise. Now, Lord, do your work through your Spirit in us, we pray. Amen. You know, it's a bad day at the airport when you've been flying a plane and um, the undercarriage doesn't stay with the aircraft when you land. I've never been in that experience, by the way. This is a photo. But in life, how do we react when the wheels come off? That's what this proverb is going to give us direction on. So let's go and read together God's word. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight your paths. There's the promise to us. Now turn to the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23. Here's another very interesting verse. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23. Prophet of the Lord speaking, I know, O Lord, that the way of man is not in himself, that it is not in man who walks to direct his steps. Interesting words, I'll repeat it again. I know, O Lord, that the way of man is not in himself, that it is not in man who walks to direct his steps. So how do you and I react when you receive that medical report? Your doctor calls you in and he says you've got a very debilitating condition. And they can attempt to look at it for you, but it's going to be a very high-risk procedure. You could, however, choose to just live with it and to let nature take its course. And some do. How do we react when the wheels come off? You've just heard that your job's ending. You're 55. You've been made redundant. And they've said to you, but all is not lost. We'll give you a position in Auckland. There's one going if you want it. But your family's here. 
How much is that going to cost? You've got to buy a house in Auckland, never mind renting one. Your wheels have come off. What do you do? Or maybe you're facing one disaster after another in your life. Just one thing to the next. And you start asking yourself, why God? Why me? What have I done? The wheels have come off. How do we react? Well, this proverb speaks to that this morning. God's word says to you this morning, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding In all your ways acknowledge Him, here's the New King James Version, and He shall direct your paths. Now, do we believe God or not? You say, usually the reaction is, yes, yes, I understand that, but... And there comes a calculator, there comes a computer, there comes Google, and you have to work it out for yourself. And then, when I can't get to the end of working it out myself, please help me, Lord, I'm at the end of my tether. You see, the Lord says, this verse is contra to human reaction. Instead of wanting to work things out first for yourself and then trusting the Lord, it's trust the Lord first and then use the good mind He's given you. We'll come to that. So there's, beautiful, there's three beautiful verbs here. And they're going to help us in life. The verb trust, the verb, the verb phrase do not lean and the verb acknowledge. Let's see what these have to say to us this morning from this verse. Firstly, trust. The Hebrew verb has different facets to it. The word trust is believer's reality even when you can't see with your eyes. That's what trust is, right? If you could see, you wouldn't need trust. So, trust is believing as reality even when you can't see with your eyes. So the verb phrase in the Hebrew has three facets to it. It's, first it says, be confident in that trusting. Be confident. Trust in the Lord. Be confident in that trusting. Don't waver. Secondly, be bold in that trusting. Step out as you trust. Trust the Lord. And thirdly, be secure in that trusting of the Lord. Be secure. Hold on to that trust in the Lord. Why are we to hold on? Why are we to trust in this way? Are we to trust in our own ability to trust in the Lord? Is that what it's about? I'm such a good truster in the Lord? Is that what I hold on to? My ability? No. It's because of who we trust in, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord. Who's this Lord? His In our text, He's the existing one. He's Jehovah. This is who you called on to trust in. He's the Lord of the armies. He's the omnipotent one. The all-powerful one. Not just that. He's the all-seeing and the all-knowing one. That is who you are to trust in. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the one whose ways and His understanding are so far above our ways and understanding. Says Isaiah. Trust Him. How do we trust Him? Our text says, trust Him, trust in the Lord with all your hearts. And that's where we come to this term, undivided heart, that we sang about. Trust in the Lord with an undivided heart. You see an orange has various segments, right? Those of you who have taken open an orange, it's got these little segments. 
Well, our hearts are a bit like that too. We divide our hearts up into segments. These segments are given to the Lord and these parts of my, my life I can kind of handle myself. I don't need God in there. I'm alright. The Lord says, give me an undivided heart. An unpartitioned heart. No segments not given over to the Lord. If you're going to trust Him, trust Him with all your heart. Every single part of your heart. There's no section that you're going to take charge of. Give it to Him. Yield your heart to Him. Reckon all your sin before Him. Don't keep any small part to yourself. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. And then, our second verb phrase, do not lean. In other words, put all your weight on. Do not lean on your own understanding. I brought this fantastic thing I found at an op shop. This is my investment in my future. It's a beautiful walking stick. Look at it. It bends beautifully. See? Now the text says, do not lean on your own understanding. Do we get it? Don't put all your weight on your own understanding. You see, that's what we do. When things happen to us in life, we put all our weight. Firstly, our reaction is, I'm going to work this out. The Lord says, do not lean on your own understanding. So, is the Bible encouraging us to be irrational now? Don't try and understand this. Is that what the Scripture says? No. You see, the Bible puts up no wall of separation between our intellect and our faith. Rather, Proverbs calls us to understanding. I'm going to give you a few verses. I'll just read them to you. The first one is, incline your heart to understanding. Proverbs 2.2 So, it's telling me to gain understanding, right? Understanding will guide you, says Proverbs 2.11. Blessed is the one who gets understanding, Proverbs 3.13. Wisdom rests in the heart of a man of understanding, Proverbs 14.33. To get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver, Proverbs 16. And then by wisdom, instruction and understanding, Proverbs 23.23. So the Bible's not against understanding. We must just understand understanding properly. The Bible says, do not lean on your understanding as your first port of call. You see, if we're supposed to get understanding, why are we not supposed to lean on that understanding? The stress is on dependency. What do you depend on first? What do you trust in first? Do you trust in your own ability to understand the situation first? Do you... Do you trust your ability to understand everything God is doing? Or do you trust in the Lord? I hope I haven't overemphasized that now. What do you lean on? You see, most of us have this desperate desire to understand situation. And it's good. But in so many areas, we must acknowledge that we just can't understand. We can't. What we're told, what we're told is... Not to lean on our own understanding. Those conclusions based primarily on our perceptions. You see, let's say you get sick. What's one question that quickly comes to mind? What have I done wrong? 
Why do I keep getting sick? That's trying to lean on my own understanding first. And if that question is the one that brings you down in life, then you're leaning on your understanding, not on trusting the Lord. I'll come back to that. You see, the question you've got to ask yourself, if you're going to lean on your understanding, is do you possess, firstly, the ability to completely comprehend all possible options for the, and contingencies in life? In other words, are you all-knowing? Secondly, you've got to ask yourself, do I possess the righteousness and the wisdom to choose the right course? Have I got ultimate righteousness and ultimate wisdom? Then you can lean on your understanding. Thirdly, do I possess the power to make reality conform to the right course? Am I omnipotent or powerful? And you have to say no to all of those. So how can you then lean on your understanding? We've got to trust in the Lord. Scripture says we must trust God's ways even when we can't comprehend them fully. I'll give you an example. I'll try to give you an example. Let's say I've got to go for a serious surgical procedure. I've got to get a hip replacement, right? I'm just thinking of something. I asked the surgeon, please, can you keep me awake during this procedure? Just dull the pain, put something in my ears so I can't hear the sores and things happening, but just, I want to stay awake because I want to see what you're doing because I want to check that what you're doing is right. <laughs> you're not going to catch me doing that. I just want to sleep and get there again. You see, but we're a bit like that in life when things hit us. Lord, Hang on, Lord, explain them to me. I want to see what you're doing, because I just want to check that it's right. Yeah? That's leaning on my own understanding and not trusting in the Lord. I need to trust that surgeon. I need to let that anesthetist put me out completely. I don't want to know anything. And when I wake up, I just want to know it's fixed. I'll deal with the pain. It's fixed. You see, that's the first thing. If we're supposed to get understanding, we're not supposed to lean on it. The second thing is, to trust in the Lord with all our hearts means we can't place our own right to understand above His right to direct our lives as He sees fit. Just because I can't understand, that doesn't mean I've got a right to understand above the right God has to direct my path in life. Who's the creator? And who's the created? He is the creator. I am a created being. Be created by Him. And so when we insist on God always making sense to our finite minds, we are setting ourselves up for spiritual trouble. Our limited understanding can easily lead us astray. See, Proverbs 16.25 says this, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. When we choose to direct our lives according to what seems right to us, we often reap disaster. Israel found that out to their detriment. Joshua chapter 7, the battle of Ai. A small little village they had to attack. They even said, we don't need so many soldiers, we're going to leave some at home. We'll go up against them, easily do this. 
The Lord said, don't go up. I'm not with you. They said, no worries. We can do this. And they went up. They got chased all over that battlefield. They got whipped. Disaster faced them. Why? Because they leaned on their own understanding. To them it seemed right, right? But it was wrong. Judges chapter 21 verse 25 says this, In those days Israel had no king. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. A little bit like today's society, isn't it? You see, it's so important to have the wisdom of God to lean on, not our own understanding. We need to trust in the Lord. But that's not all. How do we do that? How do we do that? The second phrase here is acknowledge Him in all your ways. What does that mean? How do I acknowledge Him in all my ways? You see, acknowledge means to put myself under. What? I need to discern His principles for living. Where do I get that? From the Word. I need to put myself under the principles of God's Word. His Word says, this is how you are to live. That is how I will live. I determined to do so. That is acknowledging the Lord. It's not just, yes, I understand how to live, and then I go off and live my own way. It is, yes, Lord, I acknowledge you are God. You have all wisdom, all understanding. I choose to put my life under the wisdom of your word. Acknowledge Him in all your ways. Every day as you do your life. Acknowledge His wisdom. Your whole life's journey and your planning for life. Put it under His direction. The direction, the aims you have in life. Make those subservient to God and His wisdom. Your mannerisms and your habits every day. Bring those under the wisdom of God and His way. Yield your ways to the Lord. That's what he's saying. And then there's this beautiful promise that we have in his word. And this is a divine promise. This is a divine verb. This is the divine acting of God. He says, if you do that, if you trust in the Lord, if you do not lean on your own understanding, if you acknowledge him in all your ways, then he shall direct your paths. That's what he says. He shall direct you. And the Hebrew word here has three elements again. The first one is, He will make your path level before your foot. Literally it says, Your path will be laid out smoothly by the Lord. You won't stumble. Trust Him. He knows what He's doing. The second part of this promise is, He will make your path right or pure. You see, if you're living by the Word of God, that path that you walk before the Lord, He will make pure. You're living by His Word. It will be pure. And then lastly, He will direct your path. He will make it plain. New Living Translation says, He will show you which path to take. Now, we've spoken before on divine guidance. You need to go back to previous sermons on that. But how do I know what the Lord is doing? How do I know what He's making plain to me? I don't know, but He will make it plain to you. I know in my life what He's done. He's made it plain to me. He will do it through open and closed doors. Sometimes He'll do it through the timing of events that happen. Sometimes He'll do it through opportunities that come your way and you know as clear as daylight, this is from the Lord. Sometimes He'll bring those divine appointments your way. I'll give you two examples very shortly. 
I was looking for after I did my pastoral training. Now what? How do you hear the call of the Lord? So I started going back to a job. And I, as soon as I got that job, I knew I'd done wrong. And so I resigned. I was in the job for a day. My principal understood. The next day I got a phone call from Peter Somerville in Howick. He said, well, while you're waiting on the Lord's calling, come and help us with our youth. I didn't see that coming. It was clear as day. The second one, we were going through a bit of an intense time in South Africa before we came to New Zealand. And politically, and with uh, um, a lot of the drama happening in there, um, with crime, it was starting to hit all around us. And we weren't sure which way to go. And then I had this phone call. Hey, have you ever thought of coming to New Zealand, Calvin? If you come over, I'll help you with half of your effie. Well, I didn't see that coming either. See, the Lord, the guides, when we need that guidance, when we need it. But we need to trust Him first. So what do I do with this? It's a short little two verses. You see, here's the implications. Here's the kicker, if I can put it in for you. Sometimes we use these verses only when we're in trouble. It's called foxhole theology. I'm in trouble, so what do I do? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight your paths. Amen. Hallelujah. Foxhole theology. You see, what the Lord calls us to is to live this as a daily life theology. Shouldn't I in every single part of my day say, I need to trust in the Lord with all my heart today. I need to lean not on my own understanding, but on His understanding. And in all my ways acknowledge Him, right? It's an everyday theology, and, and yet we somehow leave it for when the wheels come off. The Lord says, no, apply this truth when the wheels are on in your life. When everything's going well, then trust in the Lord too. Maybe it's even harder then, because I can see how it's working. Secondly, we need to choose to trust God. We need to choose to trust God. Every person needs to make a decision whether to live his or her life according to their personal preferences or according to the unchanging word of God. Please hear me today. This is the greatest falling away of believers. I choose to follow my own way when I know what's right. You see, we often will not understand how God is causing all things to work together for good in our lives, Romans 8. But when we trust Him with all our hearts, we know that He is doing good for us. And He will never fail us. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. This is what it says. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. It is God who works in you both to will and to work for His good pleasure. It is God who works in you and I as believers both to will, to direct, and to work for His good pleasure. He will work our lives for our good because it's His good. You see, what this means is that it's not the one who trusts in the Lord that's being irrational. That's what the world throws at us. How can you trust God 
Use your mind, man. You see, the world says we're being irrational. But actually, it's irrational to lean on our own understanding in situations when we can't see. It's it's insane to trust such pitifully limited understanding when one can trust the unlimited understanding of God. You see, so many of the things in life that cause us the most difficulty and heartache, the source of so much of our anxiety, our fear, our doubt, our anger with others and with God, is the result of leaning on our own understanding. God does not want us to be miserable. He doesn't want us to be miserable in this fallen, futility-infected, evil age that we live in. And so He gives us Beautiful verses like Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 is a gift. We need to trust Him now. And in exercising that faith, in, in trusting fully in the Lord and not leaning on our own understanding, we're not setting aside our intellects. We're resting upon the intellect, our intellect upon the intellect of God. He's got infinite wisdom. I know which one I want to trust. But how do I put that over into daily resolve? When I was in a a fairly recent trip to Singapore, we went out to one of those tall hotels that you can get into, very glitzy. I'd never be able to afford to stay there, so we just go and look. Um, and as I was up there, they've got some amazing buildings in Singapore. You look down on all the traffic below and you see the maze of cars, right? And they've got like four lanes going one way, four lanes coming the other way. And in the middle of these, uh, you, I noticed this one guy with his hazards on, cards stopped. And the traffic was backing up And as it happens, behind the guy, there was no traffic because the closer drivers had seen. But some of the people right at the back, and I could see blocks beyond, they thought, oh, there's a gap. And they zipped down there. What did they find? Not so good. You see, as we travel along life, we sometimes like those misguided drivers. We've got limited foresight, and yet we select those routes that seem best to us. And it's only to find that the temporary advance has led us to a course filled with delay and even heartache. But how reassuring that we can look to one who is above everything. One who knows the end from the beginning. And when the Lord tells us to stop, let's stop. When He indicates to us we need to change direction in life, let's do that. And when he tells us to wait, let's just gladly obey. He knows the big picture. Therefore, in all your ways acknowledge him. He shall direct your paths. How do we do this in practice? I'll try and be as practical as I can. Lord, I choose this day to trust you in whatever may happen. Who knows what happens tomorrow morning when you get up? Who knows later this afternoon what may come your way? Lord, I choose to trust you in everything that may happen to me from here on. Everything. Lord, I choose to give you my undivided heart, my thinking, my reactions, my decisions, my habits. Help me to rest my limited intellect on the unlimited intellect of God. And help me, Lord, to stop, to change lanes or to wait as you direct my life. In other words, Lord, I choose to follow you. So when you come to that risky procedure, suddenly it doesn't seem so risky anymore. Why? 
Because God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He says, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will be with you. Not so risky now. As you face the uncertainty of those job prospects, look to the Lord for His step-by-step guidance. Be open to what the Lord's doing. It's exciting in many ways to live by faith. And as you face another disaster, pray, Lord, help me to see this as an opportunity to trust you. Lord, help me to see this disaster to be bold in their trust that I put into you because you are the master artist. You're painting the picture of my life. You can see the whole picture. You will show the good you have for me in the end. I need to trust you. I want us to stand together and resolve before the Lord. And I don't know where you're at in your life. I don't know what's been happening specifically in your life this week. But let's resolve before the Lord as we say these words together. Let's stand and as a church say these to the Lord and really mean it from your heart. And if you don't mean it, don't say it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight your paths. We're going to say it again. And where it says yours, say my. Trust in the Lord with all my heart and do not lean on my understanding. In all my ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight my paths. Let's pray. Lord, help us to trust in the all-knowing, all-powerful God. The one who loves us. The one who has our good at heart. Help us to trust you when the wheels come off our lives. And it seems like the waves of life are pouring in on us. May we trust in you. And once we've trusted, Lord, may we then use those good minds you've given to us. May we use godly wisdom based on your word. May we not make decisions which are contra your word. Because you will never bless those. And Lord, may we listen to godly wisdom around us from those who love us. May we hear what you are saying to us, Lord. And then step out and trust in you. And as we do, we will experience the almighty power of God at work. Right in those situations, you will be there with us and for us. And you will take us through because you are with us. Help us to trust you in the same way as life goes well with us. May we not lose sight of you when all is well, when our bank balances are flush, when our jobs are going well, when our families are all good, when our homes are keeping us warm. May we trust in the Lord with all our hearts, lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge you, and you will make it. Our paths straight. Amen.